Oh my goodness, how are you guys doing? You do it, man, you sound awesome, you look awesome. Yes, 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 yes you do. I'm so, like, I'm, I'm just, I might not say anything, I'm just gonna stay here and stare at y'all. This is, our, how many's glad to be back? I mean, yes, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. If you're in-house, thank you for being here. If you're watching online, we love you. We are still glad that you are connecting and being a part of us. If you don't know who I am, if this is your first time here, my name's Craig, and my wife Patty and I get the awesome honor of pastoring the greatest church on the planet. I'm a little biased, but it is the best, right? Yeah, you're here. Why not? Um, Okay, so we are in our third week of this Farm to Table series, and it's one of those series that we've just, it's kind of like we, if you you don't know what Farm to Table is, let me back up. If you don't know what Farm to Table is, the idea of that is you go to a restaurant or something, and if it's a Farm to Table restaurant, they take food and produce straight from the farm, straight from the farmer, no processing, no additives, no preservatives, and they just bring that fresh food, they prepare it, and then they cook it, you know, and bring it to your table. And if you've ever eaten at one of these restaurants, I've eaten at a few, um, you'll find out really quick that it just tastes so good, right? I mean, it's just amazing the way it tastes. You realize, that's fresh food right there. And spiritually, the kingdom of God is like that, right? The Bible says, taste and see that God is good. Jesus is the bread of life. Uh, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, which is the house of bread. And the analogies go on and on and on. And I really think the reason people don't flock to the kingdom of God, don't flock to this place, and and not just this place, but the kingdom of God as a whole, is because what turns them off is the, the, the additives and preservatives that Christians have put to this gospel message. And if that's what's turned people off, I think if we get back to farm fresh spiritual food, people will begin flocking back because they'll, they'll realize, oh, it, it's, it's good. Taste and see that God is good. And that's why this, the kingdom message was Jesus's number one message while he walked planet earth. We've come along, and we've taken most of what he says. Go, I know you're not going to believe what I'm getting ready to say, but go home and read the Gospels, okay? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus talks a little bit about him dying on the cross and coming back from the dead three days later. He talks a little bit about that, and that's so important. It's huge. But he talks more about the kingdom of God than anything else. And we've kind of switched this. Now, is Jesus, I talked about this last week, yes, Jesus is the door, right? The only way into the kingdom is through Jesus. But the kingdom of God is not just now, it is now and not yet. Look at what Jesus said in Luke four forty three. He says, um, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God. Notice it's good news, it's not a kingdom of more rules. It's not a kingdom of different rules. It's good news, the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too, because that is why I was sent. Now, how you survive in this kingdom, we're talking about stepping into the kingdom of God. If you want to, this is an ongoing story, so you probably need to listen to the last two weeks, okay? But they're online, you can look at those. Um, How to survive in the kingdom of God is you have to have a guide. You have to have a guide through an area if you've never been there before, and the Lord provides that. Uh, When I, okay, I'm from Michigan, okay? Don't, don't throw stones. Um, I, I'm, I'm a Yankee, whatever. Um, I wasn't born in the South, but I got here as soon as I could. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so I went, to, I went to university in Tennessee, and um, in the university, it was not really a Southern culture just because, you know, you got people from all over the nation at the school. So my first Southern experience, I got a job as a youth pastor in Birmingham, Alabama, 
And I, I'm this Yankee boy, right? And I needed directions to get to this guy's house. And this was before GPS and cell phones, so you actually had to get directions. So I was standing there, and I, the pastor's wife was standing there, and she was straight up country, right? I'm a country. And I said, hey, can you tell me how to get to, it's like John's house or something like that. Can you tell me how to get there? She said, yep. All right, you're going to go right here to Main Road. You're going you're gonna to hang a right, and you're going to go down a piece. And then you're going to turn left, and then you're going to go down a fur piece. And I do mean a fur piece, and you're going to turn right. And I said, uh, where do I turn right? She said, right there where Tad's bait shop used to be. It burned down in 89, but, you know, it was right there. I never did find the house. Uh, like, you have to understand, you have to know, you have to understand the directions you're getting, right? If you're going to have a guide. And we have a guide in the kingdom of God. Look at this. John 16, 13. But when he, this is Jesus talking right before he goes to the cross. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, that's the Holy Spirit, he will, he'll what? He'll guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He'll speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Being guided by the Holy Spirit is kingdom living. Being guided by the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, he is not kooky or weird. Being guided by the Holy Spirit is how you live in the kingdom of God right now. Now, the problem with that is there's a lot of people that respond to life in a different way. They respond to life in a way that's not, let me put it this way. Um, I think it's being exposed right now in the middle of this pandemic how many cultural Christians there really are. I think through the, through the problems that are going on in our country, in our world, you're seeing things in people's lives that you never saw before. Um, just fill in the blank. We'll say it this way. Crisis reveals what's already in the heart. That, that's what crisis does. And people respond to life in different ways. Here's the first one. You can fill these out. Let me just talk about a couple ways that people respond to life. The first one is the reactionary, the reacting people. These are the people that every time anything pops up anywhere, they feel compelled to react with all that is within them. Let me help you out. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Should I say that again? I, I think I should say that just one more time. You go and stick that in your Twitter and tweet it. it. Just because you're offended it doesn't mean you're right. And all you're doing is reacting to everything. It's just this comes up. And here, and so, you're, Craig, are you saying these people aren't Christians? This is what I'm saying. I'm saying at the very most, here's what's happened. They might have come to the doorway and the threshold of Jesus Christ, and they might be right there. But they're not gazing into the kingdom of God and feasting on things there. They're turned the other direction, feasting on all the snack food of all the social media, media, politics, and everybody else's bad attitude. And that's what they're filling their lives with, and that's what they're having to react to. Okay. Here's the second one. That's, that's reactionary. And then you have responders. And responders are great. Responders are people who have the right tools and resources to respond to a crisis or a need at the right time in the right way. Okay? I was in a really bad car accident when I was 18. And, you know, so the car accident happens. lady pulled out in front of me. Um, I might have been going a little faster than I should have. But she still pulled out in front of me, right? And so I hit her, and I got a collapsed lung and broken, broken ribs and all that. So I'm sitting there. I can't get up. I can't breathe. And so the responders, the first responders show up, right? 
and they start asking me some questions, and I'm like, I can't breathe, right? And all that, and they do the right thing, and you know, they, I'm here, I lived, right? And I thought it was way worse in the moment than it really was, you know? But the first responder said, I'm so glad they didn't show up and react to the situation. I'm so glad they didn't show up and go, oh my God, I cannot believe you pulled out in front of that poor boy. You can't breathe. It's your own problem. Dear God. They didn't, they didn't react. They responded. Now here, see, here, there's different. This is great. This is wisdom. There's times, there's crises where good people who love Jesus, they're responding from scriptures. They're responding from things that they've heard from their mentors or messages and those types of things. They're responding. But let me tell you something. Reactionary people and responding people they are still, they're both, watch this, they both have to wait for something to happen before they do something. They both, one's, one is like, you're really messed up, all you're doing is arguing with people. The other one is you might be throwing out some really good scriptures and really good stuff, but even responders, you have to wait for something to happen before you can act and do something. And that's not kingdom living. Kingdom living is proactive living. You're not reactionary. You can respond, yes, but there's more than just responding. There is this thing called proactive living. You act before anything ever happens because you have a guide that's telling you something that nobody else knows. Proactive living. You say, well, pastor, how do you do that? Dear Lord, that sounds pretty cool. It is really cool. How many want to know how to do that? Eight of us. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. Check this out. I'll go with eight. Honestly, I'm so excited about today. I'd have gone if nobody raised their hand. All right, so Matthew 13, 33 says this. It says, Jesus also used this illustration. Now, get this. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put out put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated, it permeated what? Every part of the dough. See, the Holy Spirit is just like the yeast in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is just like the yeast. You don't see the yeast. Nobody cuts into bread and goes, well, look at there, I got me a clump of yeast. It's the best yeast I've ever tasted. No, you don't, you don't see the yeast, but you see the effects of the yeast. You don't see the Holy Spirit, but we walk in a kingdom where we see the effects of the Holy Spirit. Are, are you tracking with me? tracking with me. So I, I thought today I would just talk for a, the next few minutes about how you connect with the Holy Spirit. How do you actually step into the kingdom of God and all the things that God has for you and practically down to earth connect with the Holy Spirit? I think there's a lot of miscommunication, a lot of misunderstanding about the Holy Spirit. I think some denominations just ignore the Holy Spirit. You know, they'll say, we believe in the Father, the Son, and <coughs> Holy Spirit, right? And it's just, or it's the other side, the other swing the pendulum the other way. It's we believe in God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're going crazy up in here. All right. So, but there's a middle ground of just walking in the kingdom of God and connecting with the Holy Spirit. So how would you like some practical connecting with the Holy Spirit, hearing his voice, getting through your Monday, not in a horrible way, but in the best way you have ever gotten through it? Anybody, anybody? Here's the first one. Here's the first one. Fill in the blank. You got to ask. Bottom line, you got to ask. A lot of people are just standing right there at the threshold of Jesus Christ, the doorway into all of this beautiful goodness, and the table is spread before us, and they're not asking for anything. They're, they've gotten satisfied with their position in Christ. 
Luke eleven thirteen says this, if imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children, give them what they need, how much more will the perfect heavenly father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask him? Well, I've never experienced the Holy Spirit. You haven't asked him. The apostle Paul is writing a letter to the Corinthian church and he's, he's like literally taking it in context. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He's talking about how to operate with the Holy Spirit. And in all that, he says this in 1 Corinthians 12, 31. He says, but you should all constantly boil over with passion in seeking the higher gifts. You should constantly be passionate about the Holy Spirit. Like when you're passionate about something, you're passionate about something. When you're passionate about something, you do everything in your power to move in the direction of whatever you're passionate about. You'll use your words to get there. You'll use your physical body, whatever, get in a car, walk, whatever. If it's fishing, you're going to be passionate about fishing. You're going to do everything you can to get in a bass boat, right? You're going to be passionate. If you're passionate about her, you're going to do everything you can to get close to her, right? Whatever you're passionate about. Are you passionate for the things of the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you, 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 got, you asked the Holy Spirit for something? When was the last time you asked the Holy Spirit to flow in a gift of the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you asked the Holy Spirit to grow some of his fruits in your life? Oh, we don't pray for patience. Why not? Why do we push back on certain things? Because it might be too difficult for us. But if you operate in the guide of the Holy Spirit, things go so much better for your life. The problem is we're not passionate about it because so many people right now are filling their, their passion, they're filling that, those hunger pains with the things of this world rather than turning and realizing this is where the longing really has to be fulfilled. It's in the things of the kingdom of God and the Holy Spirit. We get, we get real passionate. Watch this. Here's just a real life example. There's people that get really passionate about whether you should wear a mask or not. I'll just sit down for a second. People lose their mind over whether you should, and it's both sides of the spectrum. So some of you right now, you're like, well, we should, okay? And some of you are like, no, we shouldn't. And people are so freaked out and so passionate about trivial worldly things. What if you took that passion and instead of doing it to argue with somebody, what if you turned that same passion into getting hungry for the things of God and turn your face into the kingdom of God and sit down at the table that he has prepared for you and say, I am going to taste and see this is good. We're so focused on all of this that, well, Craig, there's a lot going on. Yeah. But you know what? There's a lot more going on in the kingdom of God than there is in this world. And God never promised that he would make this world like heaven. I don't like where this is going, Pastor. Hang on. Okay, so the first one is what? Ask. Here's the second one. You need to discover your white noise. You need to discover what the white noise... You know, you know what white noise is, right? It's just that... It just kind of drowns everything out. What's your, what, what is keeping you from hearing the Holy Spirit? Say, oh man, I love me some Jesus. Yes, I do. I, I love my Jesus. But he ain't never done talk to me. I don't have voices in my head, not once. Well, except in 89, but I'm pretty sure that was because of the Quaaludes and the Oxycontins mixed with the vodka. But that's a different story. Okay, listen, you might say you never hear from the Holy Spirit, but check this out. 1 Corinthians 12, 7, each who? I'll say it, each what? Believer. Believer. So if you believe in Jesus, if you've come to the door of Jesus Christ, 
You track it with me? And you accept him and you have him living in your life. You are a believer. Each believer is given continuous revelation. What does continuous mean? <laughs> All the time. What does continuous mean? All, continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself, but all y'all, everybody, everybody. Could that be one of the problems with our world today is we don't have enough believers allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through them to minister to other people? And everything that they receive from the Lord, they eat themselves. Could it be? It could be. I think so. I think you have to take practical time. And this is where it's just you got to do the work. You have to take practical time in your life to discover what your white noises are. I'll give you one of mine, for example. This happened to me just a few weeks ago. And you have to find your own. Everybody's got their own white noise. So what I'm getting ready to say, I'm not putting this on you, all right? But this is something you continually do through life, just, just tuning out the white noise and listening to the Holy Spirit. So we went on vacation. My wife and I went on vacation a few weeks ago. And when I was on vacation, I don't always do this, but this one I was just like, I'm done. I'm taking a break from my phone, right? I just, my phone was over there. I don't, I'm, I might have turned it on to read a book on my little Kindle app, but I mean, my phone was over there. No social media, no email, no, no text, just bleh. Come on, that's a vacation, right? And, and then, so vacation's over, I get, you know, get back in the car. And I, she's driving, so it's safe. And I get on social media, and I start looking through stuff, and all of a sudden, now let me, let me back up. Here's what, Romans chapter 15 says, the kingdom of God is not of meat and drink. It's not of stuff. Okay, it's not stuff. The kingdom of God is not of meat and drink. It's peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Spirit. All right, that's the kingdom of God. So when you're lacking those things in your life, guess what? You're not walking in the kingdom of God. Okay? So I sit down, I start going through social media, and I start getting angry. I start getting offended. The way people are handling things. Are they not paying attention to the Bible? Right? I just, oh my goodness, just, oh, and I realized I didn't feel this way for a whole week. I, I didn't feel that way for a whole week. I felt peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because come on, the kingdom of God must be the beach, right? I mean, peace, <laughs> righteousness, and joy in the Holy Spirit. But you can have that same peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Spirit driving down 240, believe it or not. I know, that's, that's crazy right there, isn't it? But you can but you can't. And I realized one of my white noises for me is social media. And so you'll still see me post things, but I'm going to help you out. I'm not reading anything you're putting out there. I I'm just not. I don't know if there's a name for that where you only put, put out uh, stuff but, or not read it in, but I'm not. I'm just telling you. Be why? Because it takes away my peace and my peace in the kingdom of God is more important than keeping up with the little trivial things of this world. So there has to, so find your own white noise. You might say, oh, I'm just on Facebook for the pictures of my grandkids. Yeah, but you ain't seen a picture of your grandkids in over two years, but you sure do post a lot. All right, anyway. Let's just move on before I offend everyone. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're, you're right. Okay, so the first, <laughs> aren't you guys glad you came to church? <laughs> the people watching online right now, they're like, man, I'm glad I didn't go today. Here's the next one. Here's, here's how we connect with the Holy Spirit. We're going to ask, right? You're going to discover your white noise, what's, what's drowning out that voice. 
because the Holy Spirit is always talking, always talking. Practice his presence. Here's the next one. We need to practice his presence. The Holy Spirit is not a task to be done or a certain quiet time of your day, which I'm, a quiet time in the morning, whatever, that's great, but I'm just, hear me out, okay? He's not a task to be done. He's a relationship to be nourished. He's not a task. It's not like, oh, I did my Holy Spirit time today. I'm good. Check the box. No, no. It's a relationship. You guys remember, it depends on your age, but that really, really old hymn, um, uh, he walks with me, and he, I can't sing, but he walks with me, he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. Anybody remember that old, old hymn? Um, That's the Holy Spirit. He wants to walk with you and talk with you all day, every day, all day, every day. And a lot of people ask me, how? How does that happen? Because I'm going to tell you, I talk to the Holy Spirit all the time, and yes, he talks back. (sighs) It has nothing to do with quaaludes or vodka, okay? (laughs) He talks back. Let me just give you, can I just give you three things? I, I really recommend you write these down. These are like uber practical things that you can do today to help you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life, okay? This is like super practical. And the first one is everything matters. Everything matters. There is nothing too menial for the Holy Spirit to be a part of. So here's what I challenge you to do. This is a great way to start. Pick a menial task in your life, whether it's washing the dishes, taking out the trash, washing your car, I mean, mowing the grass, I mean, what, whatever, just something that you don't really have to think about, and go ahead and verbally say, every time I do that task, I'm going to use that time to pay attention to talk to the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to listen for him to talk back while I'm doing that, while I'm washing this. Take a meal. So every single time you do that, now you're triggering something in you. You're saying, oh, this is my, this is my Holy Spirit time. This is my time. And I'm telling you, you're going to hear things in those moments. You're going to be like, oh, that was just me. No, it wasn't. That just popped into my head. It's called the Holy Spirit. Okay? And we'll we'll talk more about that in just a second. Here's the second one. Eternal things. Eternal things. The only thing eternal on this planet right now are people. The Holy Spirit always wants to work through us to invest in other people. So don't get selfish with the Holy Spirit. Understand that it's always somebody else that he wants to minister through us because we're his agents of change on this earth. Got it? I'm throwing out a lot of information. Are y'all, y'all good? Here's the third one. This little thing. First thing. First thing. Wake up in the morning and the first thing on your mind needs to be good morning, Holy Spirit. Period. Okay, what most of us do, most of us wake up and we roll over and sitting on our nightstand is what? Come on, it's the same thing that's in your pocket right now. Some of you are fingering it already thinking, I just can't wait to get back on here. If he'd shut up, I'll just pull out. Okay, okay. Right? We roll over and we look at our phone the first thing. And now here's what we have to do. Because now we've looked at our phone first thing, we either have to react or respond. There's nothing proactive about turning on your phone first thing. What if first thing in the morning the Holy Spirit gave you a mission that you knew you were going to be able to minister to somebody today and it's going to change their life forever? The kingdom of God is fun, y'all. It is a blast. It is a blast. So put some, if you can't remember that because it's a habit, break the habit. Put something on your nightstand that's not normally there. Whatever, just something to trigger your mind. Oh, I need to think about the Holy Spirit first thing, not all this other stuff. Get a Chia Pet. Who cares? Whatever, just set something there. Do they still make Chia Pets? I don't know. Do they? Says something on your nightstand, so you see that, and you're like, oh, good morning, Holy Spirit. What are we going to do today? Come on, that's a, that's a challenging prayer, first thing. What are we going to do today? I'm going to do my job, all that. Yeah, yeah, I'll respond, but 
I want something new. And he'll, man, get passionate about it. Okay, so here's the fourth big topic. Um, we need to obey his prompting. So the first one is we ask, get rid of our white noise, discover our white noise, practice his presence, and then obey his promptings. Obey his promptings. I want you to really understand this. Before I even get to that, are y'all getting this? I, I kind of feel like some of you are and some of you are not. Are, are you learning anything? This is a learning, learning thing. I can see you, so you can talk back. Yeah, we're good? It's a little late to back up now. Anyway, all right, so here, here's the deal. Um, once you step over the threshold of Jesus Christ and he's the doorway into the kingdom of God, listen, the goal of that is for us to discover all the amazing things of the Holy Spirit so that... Jesus can minister through us to other people so that therefore we are advancing the kingdom of God at school, advancing the kingdom of God at work. Well, what does that look like, Craig? The kingdom of God is not of meat and drink. It's peace, righteousness, and joy. How many of you would like more peace at work? How many of you would like more righteousness at work? People acting right, talking right. How many of you would like more joy Air, air where you go. That's advancing the kingdom of God. Look at this verse, 2 Corinthians 5.20. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal. Crazy man say, what? So we're Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal right now from heaven. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ. Mm. How many might want to check the words that come out of your mouth now? Yeah. Craig, that's heavy. I know. Somebody gave their life for that. Always about somebody else. Here's, so how do you know if it's the Holy Spirit's voice? Here's three quick little things. It, 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 when the Holy Spirit speaks, it always aligns with his word. It never contradicts the Bible. It always aligns with his word. And the next one is in the Bible, but I want to bring it out because we forget it all the time. It will always align with the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control, blah, 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 blah. There's nine of them. It lines up with the fruit. It's in Galatians chapter 5 if you want to read it. And then the last one is you're always encouraging. The Holy Spirit wants to work through us to encourage others, not condemn them. That whole thing of, you're a sinner and you're going to burn in hell. I'm going to tell you something. That is not the Holy Spirit. The Bible says it's the kindness of kindness, a fruit of the Spirit. It is the kindness of God that draws all men to repentance. And you do this and it's so much fun. And let me tell you something. When you start trying to walk in the Holy Spirit and use him as a guide, which is beautiful, you're going to mess up. Keep going. I mess up all the time and I miss it all the time. But it's a training. I got my whole life to, to work on this, right? In fact, this week, Tuesday, we had a volunteer meeting. Of all the volunteers, we got together, had a little time together. And it was great, and I loved it. And um, so it was at 6.30, went about an hour, 7.30, and then sat around and talked till about, I don't know, 7.45, 8, whatever. And I, so I've been here all day. I just want you to understand, I'm human, okay? I've been here all day, had, I ate lunch, but didn't eat dinner because I thought, well, I'll eat after the meeting, right? And um, I'm tired. I've been on my feet all day, literally all day, just talking and doing pastor thingies. And so I'm, I'm winding down, right? I'm standing in the lobby, and I'm just like, okay, I got about 30 more seconds in me, and I got to have food because I don't get hungry. I get hangry, right? Nobody wants to be around. 
hangry Pastor Craig. And so I'm getting ready to leave, and Patty walks up to me, and she says, hey, babe, I need to run to Walmart. Is that okay? And in my mind, I said, no, I ain't going to Walmart. I'm hungry. I'm angry. I'll probably hurt somebody, kick somebody, kill somebody, spit on somebody. It ain't going to happen, sweetheart. You have to find yourself another ride because this boy going home. That was in my mind. What came out of my mouth was, sure. <laughs> so I get to Walmart, and I'm thinking it's going to be a quick, like, you know, jet in, jet out. No, my girl grabs a cart. What? <laughs> Starts pushing this cart all over Walmart. We're in Walmart for a half hour, y'all. They start closing, you know, because they close now, and they're closing, and I, I, I'm like, ah, I'm frustrated. So we finally, and I'm still, okay, uh, sure. Got to keep the wife happy. Come on, Jay. Got to keep the wife happy. Happy wife, happy life. But everybody else is collateral damage, right? So... We go to get in line, and the line for the registers is all the way back, across the aisle, into the clothing section. I'm tired, angry, hangry, been on my feet all day. My body is saying one thing, and you know what my body is saying? I'm going to go home. And the lady in front of me in line, she started talking to me. And she was very kind. She was. I was not rude to her, just let you all know, but I was not my jovial self. You know what I mean? I was, you know I mean? I could be like, hey! It was more like, hey, what up? How you doing? You know? We talked for a minute while we were waiting in this line, and we get up there to the register, and here's, here's I want to, this story does not end good, okay? And I want to show you this because when you're walking with the Holy Spirit, you're going to mess up. You're going to do things wrong. He does not cross you off his list. He does not ignore you after that. He encourages you to keep on trying because he has beautiful things set at this feasting table in the kingdom that we all need to eat and devour because we need the nutrients to change our world. So I'm standing there, and she's, she's got all these groceries, and I'm just kind of looking at her. I'm leaning up against Beyonce. Okay, not really Beyonce, but like the magazine or whatever, you know, I'm leaning up against it. And I'm looking at all this food that she's putting up there. It was, you know, just normal food or whatever. And the Holy Spirit said, buy her groceries. I didn't even respond. I ignored him. I told you it doesn't end good, but I'm still your pastor. It's okay, okay. See, because this happens to all of us. I just have the opportunity to bare my soul to all of you, right? We all just hide this stuff. And I, I ignored the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said again, he said, you need to bless her and pay for her groceries. And again, I thought, God, I'm so hungry. I'm tired. See what I, I want you to see what I did? The Holy Spirit's trying to get me to do things in the kingdom of God to change somebody's life, to minister to them. But I was so concerned about this earthly kingdom and this thing because let's be honest, I, I, can, I can eat sometime later. I can take a nap later, right? I mean, it's, that moment was for that lady. Actually, that moment was for me. And the Holy Spirit said, third time, she doesn't have enough. Buy her groceries. And I stood there. You guys are really going to think less of me after this story. That's great. I feel it. I feel it. And I watch her. I was in this physical mode of just not paying. Have you ever just gotten so drained? Just nod at me. You've gotten so drained. You're, you're in your own little mopey world. I was like Eeyore for a few moments. 
And I just watched her. Her groceries was $135.26. I still remember it. And I looked at it. And I, I even thought, I was like, huh, that's not that much. I, I could do that. And I watched her take out her one card and she slightly, you know, swiped that or whatever. And that took the bill down some of it, <clears throat> some of it. And then she had to find another card to pay for the rest. And I stood there the whole time and didn't do anything. Even though the Holy Spirit said, do it. We get in the car and Patty said, what is wrong with you? I said, I just didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. And she said, what? I said, he told me to buy that lady's groceries that we were talking to, and I didn't do it. And she went, oh. That's all. That's all. Um, see, here's the deal. I, I want you to understand that. I, I know that story makes me look really bad, and it was not the best choice, okay? But I want you to understand that because I'm almost willing to bet that that's going to happen to many of you this week. And you're going to spend the time trying to decide whether it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you or it's just your thoughts. And you miss the moment. We can use my tragedy to help teach us all a lesson. You'll miss the moment of ministry because of outthinking the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit drops a thought in your mind, in your heart, if it goes along with His Word and it goes along with the fruits of the Spirit and it's encouraging somebody else, do it. Don't be like me. Now, will I get other opportunities? Yes. Now see, you might be saying, some of you are like, Pastor, what about that lady? What about that lady? Listen, God loves her enough that he will definitely take care of her, will he not? I, I, I am not the only cog in this kingdom wheel. I am not the only one. But what's going to happen is somebody else is going to bless her in some way, and then that person is going to get the blessing that I missed out on. So don't try to outthink the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, if you want this, if you're passionate about the Holy Spirit and those things, come on, step on over and taste and see that God is good. And he's prepared a feast for us that will not only change our lives, it will change everybody else's life around us. Can I pray with you for just a second? Just right where you are. After that story, if you still want me to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I love you. And Lord, I love that we have a place where we can just be honest. Even, even here. Even standing on this stage, we make mistakes. We miss you. But Lord, we miss your word. We miss, miss the direction sometimes that the guide is telling us. Yet, you never give up on us. Your love always closes the gap no matter how far we've run, no matter how many bad decisions we've made or how many times we've missed your voice, you are continually giving us revelation to advance the kingdom of God in our area. So Father, I just ask right now that you touch every single one of us. Those that are passionate for your kingdom, Lord, I ask that this week, man, today, starting today, speak to us, Holy Spirit. Speak to us. Show us things. Reveal things to us and help us change other people's lives because we realize we're your spokesman in this kingdom earth. Still praying, just hanging out with me for a second, either in-house or online, and you've never come to the door of Jesus Christ. You've never experienced him. You've never, you have never truly asked him into your life, and you have never truly walked through the door that he opens up to us. 
If that's you, I want to pray with you right where you are. I'm not going to ask you to come down front or embarrass you like that. Just right where you are. This is a personal decision. You say, that's me. I want you to raise your hand up. Come on, put your hand up. Just right now, throw it up there and say, that's me. I need prayer for this. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for every single one. And Lord, right now we just ask that you do exactly what your word says, as you have opened a door for us, that we walk through your door, we walk through the, the, the opportunity that you've given us, and Lord, that you will climb inside our lives, you'll climb inside our soul space, and you will wash us clean, and you will set us free from everything that we've been doing, all the sins, all the bad choices. Lord, that you will turn things around and set us free in your name. And now, Lord, I ask that all of us walk through that wide open door of Jesus Christ and experience the new and glorious things in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really appreciate it. Um, if you'll stand with me, if you will. If you need prayer for anything this morning, whatever it is, there's people down front on both sides that would love to connect with you and pray with you. And if you're one of those ones that raise your hand to give your heart to the Lord this morning, there's a book down here called Fresh Start. It's going to give you some great practical steps in your walk with the Lord and walking through that wide open door of Jesus Christ into the kingdom. All right, I'm going to pray the benediction, but when I do, make sure you exit to your right, okay? Again, you guys get that, right? Just, yeah, the aisles. All right. Heavenly Father, right now, we just ask that the words of our mouth, the meditations in our heart, Lord, they'll be acceptable in your sight. You're our Lord, our strength, and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, love y'all. Have a great